we're here with another episode of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. And with us today, I have Michelle Cox. She is a local, I say local, Nacogdoches area uh, life coach. So I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about what a life coach is. I think a lot of us have heard of the term life coach, but uh, may not know exactly uh, what that entails. So, Michelle, thank you for being here. We actually met at the Nacogdoches uh, interagency meeting mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, and I thought it would be really interesting just to kind of have you on to talk about uh, what you do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a pretty new life coach. I got certified last May, so it's been oh. under a year. Okay. But I've still been, I mean, I hit the ground running. I've probably met with and worked with over 200 people. Really? Through my workshops and classes. So um, so what a life coach is, it's somebody who can help you take a, a step back from a situation that you're having difficulty with and get a broader perspective and get some feedback that might help you to look at it in a new way that is more useful and helpful and can help kind of resolve some stress or anxiety that you might be having around that. Um, one of the main things that I like to do is teach mindset skills and um, nervous system regulation techniques so that people can understand the power they have within them to um, change the way that they are responding to difficulties. Yeah, okay. So what are the different approaches? I'm assuming there's different approaches, different styles of life coaching. You kind of talked a bit about what, uh, about what you do. Is it usually a wider range of different styles as, or do all life coaches kind of tend to do the same, uh, have the same sort of approach, I guess is what I'm asking. I think there are very different approaches and a very wide range depending on the niche. Cause that's a very, that's a hot topic mm-hmm. right now, having a niche and it does help you to be very focused and very specific and reach people who are in specific need. So you might find a life coach who will just kind of listen and kind of mirror back what you're saying to help you to process and, and notice your blind spots maybe that you're having um, about a situation. But also you'll have life coaches that will focus on weight loss and help you set goals and specific guidance that way. We have another life coach here in town, Mary Templeton Allen, who is clutter genius, and she helps people work through clutter in their homes, in their lives, in their minds, in your purse, in your car, you know, just, and so her focus, she'll have you on a a call together while she helps you work on decluttering a room, you know. So there is a very broad spectrum. Um, You could have classes, workshops, you know, learning specific skills. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Um, Can you explain the difference? You know, a lot of what you do seems like it's kind of brushing up against counseling in a, in a way. Uh, what's the difference between um, a life coach and a counselor, let's say? And that's a very good question. I think there is overlap, and it's. I think it's important to understand that. There are differences, and I, you know, I personally received counseling for three years after my older brother died. Um, he had ended up taking his life, so it was a very traumatic mm-hmm. loss. And that counseling process really helped me to understand the grief process and mourning and gave me permission to grieve and to feel what I was feeling and and normalize the ups and downs of grief. Um, And so that to me was very helpful. 
And now in my later years, I became acquainted with life coaching through um, my sister who had found a life coach, um, Jody Moore. She's a master certified life coach who's kind of taking the stage by storm these days and gaining a lot of popularity. And her style is a lot more teaching specific techniques for mindfulness and, and understanding that cognitive behavioral process. And so for me, that has really resonated for the stage I'm, I'm in right now in okay. my life. So I think they can work yeah. depending on what's happening in your life. But I also would say, I think life coaching is best for mild to moderate situations of, you know, stress and, and concern and grief, where I think counseling can go deeper and sure. is more appropriate for a more severe situation. Right. Too. And we'll kind of get into, I'll come on to touch on something along the lines of that in a minute. But I'm kind of interested to know what inspired you to pursue this line of work? What, what made you decide this is what I want to do? So I'm a mother of six children. And so I needed a life coach. <laughs> um, but, you know, the toll, the emotional toll that raising a family can take on a stay-at-home mom in particular, we can have moments of loneliness, we can feel overwhelmed, we don't really get to clock out and check out and right. have some relief, um, maybe till our spouse comes home if we're blessed to have a spouse. Um, and so I think life coaching really came at a time where I was feeling kind of low self-esteem and I was feeling... Um, intimidated by just all that, you know, having a big family can entail. And it really helped me to feel empowered that I can change how I look at my situation. I can think about it differently and have a completely different physical, emotional experience. And so instead of saying, oh, I'm, I'm not cut out for this. I'm a bad mom. This is too hard for me. And then I feel totally discouraged. I could change that to say, oh, I can be resourceful. I can find a new way I'm going to be clever and creative and, and it's up to me in my brain. Mm -hmm. I can change my focus. And now I feel lighter. I feel more hopeful. I feel, um, resilient. Yeah. And that was absolutely life-changing for me. And that took place about four years ago. And I started to really follow life coaching and with Jody Moore in particular, and I attended her workshops and her classes. I went to an in-person conference and it totally changed my life and my perspective. And so, um, but I had determined I was going to be a stay-at-home mom until my youngest child went to kindergarten. That ended up taking 19 years because <laughs> I spanned my babies over 14 years. And so every time I had a new baby, I was like, oh, wait, I'm resetting my clock. <laughs> um, but I loved it. I mean, it, yeah. it was wonderful and hard, but I, I grew and gained so much experience by being a mother at home that long. And so when my youngest started kindergarten, um, which was just last year, then I thought, what am I going to do with my life now? I don't know. I have so many interests. Um, I decided to t take the easy route, I thought, into the workplace after being gone so long. And I got a job as a full-time teacher aide at his elementary school. Okay. So at the charter school here in Nacogdoches. And I loved it. It was so much fun. I loved being with 250 kids and I was, you know, in different rooms helping in different ways and supporting the teachers, but also really getting to have a broad experience with children. And I was very familiar with my own six kids, but to be now around so many children and seeing similar challenges right, and the struggles that teachers have in the classroom trying to maintain order, you know, be able to teach. Um, I experienced all of that 
because I did some classroom management myself, you know, having to step in last minute or things like that. And, and I just saw the need for one-on-one or small group encouragement and the schools do provide that. But, but I felt like there was something more that maybe we could do to help them with their mindset and really believing in themselves. And, and, um, so I just Googled one day life coaching for kids. And I came up with the first thing that popped up was, um, adventures and wisdom, life coaching for kids, but using stories. And so I picked this one. There's a curriculum of 27 lesson modules with recorded um, stories that you can play with characters having some sort of problem. And then Wyatt the Wise Wizard appears and he teaches them a mindset skill and they change, you know, they're able to change their situation. Mm -hmm. And so um, I got really excited to try this out. I didn't have to create my own curriculum. That was a huge bonus. And so I got certified through that that program, and that was just last May. So during my breaks after work, I was studying, studying, studying online and passed, <laughs> thank goodness. And so then June and July of last summer, I held week-long summer camps at the Expo Center in Nacogdoches. Okay. And so it was specifically mindset skills every day. It was based around, and it was half days, Every day was um, based around one of these lesson modules and the story and the characters and the skill that was being taught. And then I had fun games and activities and snacks, and we did all kinds of really creative ways to yeah. put it to put it into work and put it to use, these different skills. So is that your specialty or focus is kids, or do you work with adults as well? So one thing I am noticing is... You can help a child, but if the home environment is not supportive, it's going to be a lot harder for them to really um, grasp and implement and internalize those mindset skills. So my focus is the whole family, really. Okay. Um, my official mission is that I want to help create healthy mindset homes where every family member is resilient, connected, and confident. And children are so vulnerable. They're so ready. They're these sponges. They want to just soak it all in, especially love and affection. Right. And so when that is in place in the home, they're so much more likely to be resilient. Well, you know, and that's one of the things I was going to ask you about, you know, who can benefit from this. I've always... You know, my knowledge of life coaching is very limited, and I've always heard of, like, professionals using life coaches a lot. Uh, but it's interesting, your take on it is uh, work, working with kids. So if, for anybody who's listening, uh, who can best benefit from life coaching? Well, I really do believe absolutely anybody who has a desire for change. They don't like how they're feeling. They want to feel better. That person who's willing to do a little bit of effort is going to have huge dividends. Mm-hmm. They will change. They will feel that change inside of them, and they will feel that empowerment. And like I was saying with children, they're, they're so ready to learn. They're so eager for attention, especially the younger age group. Um, and my, my um, summer camp, it's kind of broken up into two age groups, the second to fifth graders and sixth to ninth graders. 
that younger group, they're so eager to please. They're so eager to get praise. The older ones, you know, I've got my oldest is 20 <laughs> and I've got 18 and 16. You know, the teenager years, they're a little bit more yeah, like, just let right. me do my thing. I'm too cool for you. But the kids who did come and got into the class and they, you know, got into the activities and the stories, they, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I could see how it was literally, it really was benefiting mm -hmm. them to realize that the power was inside of them. They didn't have to wait for someone else to come and rescue them. Right. Um, so if, if someone um, decides to um, get some life coaching, what does that look like as far as like, uh, what kind of commitment, you know, is mm -hmm. it just, is it one session? Is it sessions over a year, several weeks? How, what does that look like? I think that what I have observed and what I've heard other coaches in my in my my organization that I'm affiliated with, what I hear over and over is around the fourth visit okay. that the light turns on and that they really make a breakthrough. And for an example, I'm working with a little girl. She's seven. We meet over Zoom. Her mom is at home there, you know, we're all, I never want to be one-on-one -on -one alone with children. So I'm going to put that out there. Sure. So the parents are always around. Um, but we meet on zoom and we meet every week. And on the fourth day, um, we had been talking about, actually, I think on the first day, she told me one of her biggest fears was microbursts. She lives in Arizona. And I was like, why are you afraid of rain <laughs> in Arizona? How often does it rain? But it was that when they do get these big storms, uh -huh. then it's very intense. There's a lot of lightning. She's afraid of trees falling. And her mom said that it got to a point where they couldn't leave on a sunny day, which is almost every day, without checking the weather over and over and over because she was so afraid that they would be caught in a rainstorm when they're out. Hmm. And so it was family drama trying to yeah. get out the door. But after she learned about neural pathways and how she can power shift and have a new thought and, and look at her situation differently, we talked about how we could make a lightning storm not so scary. And if the power goes out, which was another one of her concerns, what if she had a special kit that only was to be used during a power outage? So there would be a flashlight and some snacks and activities, and suddenly it would become a party instead yeah. of something to be afraid of. And so we just kind of moved on. That was the first day. And so on the fourth lesson, I think we were still talking about, um, yeah, the power shifting. I think that was that issue, that, that session. Well, her mom texted me later with a picture of her daughter and she's out in the rain with an umbrella and rubber <laughs> boots. And she, and the caption she said was, she's not scared. And I was blown away. This is my first one-on-one -on -one client. And on the fourth day, that was when it really clicked. The, the rain came and she wanted to go out in the rain. Wow. And I just, you know, to me, I was like, that's the power of our brain. Mm -hmm. And if children and adults are taught these specific tools very clearly in a way that they can comprehend it, they can see how to apply it, it's life-changing. Yeah. Well, and that kind of leads maybe into the next thing I wanted to talk about. You're talking about that child with that fear and almost like a trauma, you know, a, a fear when it comes to storms and microbursts and things. Uh, kind of taking a look at the clients that we deal with here at the Family Crisis Center, who they have gone through trauma of a different sort, uh, you know, family violence, sexual violence or whatever. Uh, want to make it clear, life coaching is completely different from counseling, but could someone that's going through something like that still benefit from life coaching? 
100% yes. And I would also agree with you that when something is really deeply traumatic, I do believe that it needs to be at the level of counseling because for one thing, there's a lot more education behind that process of being um, awarded a degree in counseling. Um, with life coaching, there's not as much schooling, and so it's quicker to get certified. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's where I, I draw the line, and I would say, yes, you need to have – you could have both on your on your team. Uh-huh. But for life coaching specifically, I think that what we what I really focus on is how you're feeling about yourself. And the thoughts that you're having are creating your feelings. So when I was sitting there thinking, I'm not a good mom, this is too hard for me, I felt awful. It was a terrible feeling. Physically, I felt that depression and that uh, discouragement. It was very heavy and it was hard. And so changing my thinking just completely lifted that gloom and gave me hope and made me see how I could be more resilient. So I think that having someone um, also seek life coaching, there's going to be another person who's going to help validate you, who's going to help you to kind of mirror back what you're mm-hmm. saying. Is this really what you believe? And how is that going to affect how you feel? Is that how you want to yeah. feel? Or do you want to feel differently? <laughs> right, right. And I personally, I have developed my own teaching tool, which is a big three foot by three foot poster. It's a big cycle. And it shows thought, emotional response on the side. Thought is at the top, emotional response on to the right. And then at the bottom, it says action or decision. And up the side, you know, as you're continuing the circle, then on the other side, it says results. And it's a cycle. Whatever you're thinking about your circumstance is going to create a feeling, which then drives your action, which then creates a result. So you can put on this chart anywhere where you want to kind of fix it. Mm -hmm. Do you want to change your result or do you want to change how you feel or do you want to... And so you can say, well, I'd rather feel more confident. Okay, so let's put confidence. What would the thought need to be in order to feel confident? Right. And so just kind of seeing how that all connects. It's, you know, some people think I'm going to blame my circumstance. It's my circumstance putting that feeling in my body. It's not. It's your thoughts. (laughs) And so with my particular teaching tool, I love using with teenagers and adults um, in my adult workshops and my teen workshops. And for them to have this visual aid of like, oh, my thought really does change how I feel. And if I want to change how I feel, I need to change my thought. And so I think it's a powerful a powerful way to teach. What is the education process? If someone decides they want to do life coaching, uh, what does that look like? Getting trained, getting certified? How do you go about doing something like that? And there are so many different uh, life coaching programs. It really depends on what you want to focus on, um, how much time you have to go through certification. Um, my program was a lot shorter. I think I spent about three months, um, but I was pretty intensely, <laughs> diligently yeah. trying to get ready for my summer camps and be certified in time for that because I really wanted to hit the ground running that way. Um, but then there's the life coaching school, which is far more expensive, but much more intense. And they do a lot more, um, where you have to submit practice runs with a client Mm -hmm. and they evaluate you. So there's a lot, that one, excuse me, is a lot more intensive and I think is very effective also. The one I picked was specifically because of the curriculum for the kids. And so it was shorter, but, and less expensive, but it still is an investment. So... Do you do most of your uh, coaching through Zoom or do you do 
things in person as well? I do a lot in person. Okay. So, Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't know what yeah. was kind of the norm or was it a mix yeah. of both? Yeah, it is a mix. Um, so mostly here in Nacogdoches, um, I do a regular class once, uh, let's see, twice a month, I do a little preschool class at the rec center at, you know, the Nacogdoches rec center for two to five year olds. And my mind was stay home mom. That was who I was at that with kids that age. Um, but it's been like babysitters and grandmas who come and bring little ones. And so we teach like a little class of I can share and we okay, do activities. Uh, that, and, you read my mind. I was like, yeah. what in the world does a life coaching <laughs> session look like for two to five year olds? Yes, it's just a class. <laughs> so it's not like coaching. Really. Right, right, it's right. It's just a class. Yeah, just we kind have of teaching stories them. and music and yeah. dancing. And I mean, it's 45 minutes. It's pretty short. Okay. But I'll read books and we'll, I mean, we have puppets and games and all kinds of things. So just a very small, like, I can be kind, I can be gentle, I can be helpful, and just little things like that. So that's <laughs> twice a month, first and third, Thursdays at 10 at the rec center. Then on Saturday, once a month, I'll do a specific age group. So kindergarten, first grade was this month. Next month will be second to fifth. And then the next month, sixth to ninth, the next month, 10th to 12th grade. And the theme this semester is overcoming mistakes. I can overcome mistakes. And so I use the curriculum to specifically teach the five eyes, which I'm not going to publicize. It's copyrighted, but it's like the steps to acknowledging uh-huh. taking responsibility and learning from it. Okay. And so you don't have to be weighed down with that awful feeling of, oh, I made a mistake and now you feel bad, but how to work through that and, and let it go. Sessions like these, are they well-received? Are they... Moderately. Yeah. I would like to see more turnout. I think it's still so new. Not a lot of people know well, about it. Yeah. So. And, and that's, you know, one yeah. of the things I was kind of wanting to wrap up with is I've heard of life coaches before for, for several years, but how long has the concept of having a life coach or being a life coach, uh, you know, how long has that kind of been around? Has it been under disguise of something else we didn't realize <laughs> and now it's called life coaching or uh, what's the history behind that? From what I understand, life planning was kind of the catchphrase before life coaching, and that started mostly in the 1980s and then slowly gained some popularity, but as you were saying, in the business sector, someone who's coaching businessmen and women and how to have that mindset to be resilient or resourceful or um, probably Stephen Covey jumped on that. Um, but I think that it's mostly been the last 10 years where that, that profession of life coaching has really taken off and has become much more accepted and people are much more open to even finding out about it. But I think here in East Texas, sometimes things trickle in a little bit later, typically. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it's much newer now here. And I think a lot of people do have that same question. What is life coaching? Um, and so I'm, I'm really glad that people are becoming more open to it. And, and especially on my end, I really just want to teach these skills and help people to feel confident and resilient and have some tools that can help them when okay. they're feeling down. So if, if um, people are listening to this and you kind of piqued their interest, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Yes, please find me on Facebook. It's Michelle Cox-MindsetCoach. Or on Instagram, it's one word, michellecox.mindset. And and I, please look me up because I also do these Zoom classes. I was going to say my next initiative now is to do family Zoom classes. 
okay. where we can learn how to get along better well, and have and games you know, together and have fun. And you, you mentioned families in classes. That kind of makes me think of something like clients that the Family Crisis Center could benefit from. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, yes. and, and things like that. Um, Michelle Cox, thank you so much for, for coming by and sharing this uh, information with yeah, us. This has been you. really interesting. Thank you so much for having me. I really I'll, appreciate it. Yes, ma'am, of course. So if you feel like, um, I always like to close out the podcast, if you feel like you need the services of the Family Crisis Center, we do have our toll-free number. Uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's 1-800-828-7233. Also, you can subscribe to Conversations and Connections via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much any podcast service of your choice. And also, if you would like to donate to the Family Crisis Center, we do rely on donations. You can go to our website, FamilyCrisisCenterOfEastTexas.com. There at the bottom left corner, you'll see that donate button. Just click on that if you would like to make a monetary donation to help survivors of relationship violence. Be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.